The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. The day begins and a new week begins. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, January 24th, 2022. Monday of the third week in Ordinary Time in the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. Today is the memorial of St. Francis de Sales, bishop and doctor of the church. Born in 1567, he was sent to Padua to study law. In due time, he told his parents he wanted to enter the priesthood. His father opposed, but after much persuasiveness, his father finally consented. Francis was ordained and elected provost of the Diocese of Geneva, then a center for the Calvinists. Francis set out to convert them and had remarkable success. At 35, he became Bishop of Geneva. For his writings, he has been named patron of the Catholic press. He also collaborated with Jane Francis de Chantal in the work of establishing the Sisters of the Visitation. St. Francis de Sales died in 1622. St. Francis, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for all those suffering from religious discrimination and persecution. May their own rights and dignity be recognized, which originate from being brothers and sisters in the human family. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today's Gospel is a little bit strange and it could lead, and I think it has led in the past, to a lot of misunderstanding and sometimes a little bit of uh, suffering or scruples for people. So we look at the Gospel. In it, the scribes, we're told, they come down from Jerusalem and they're kind of uh, persecuting our Lord and they come and they make this outlandish claim about Jesus. They say, Beasley Bub is in him. And also, it is through the prince of devils that he casts devils out. Now, this is quite remarkable. They're seeing Jesus working miracles, casting out devils, doing wonderful things. And they say he is doing this because he is possessed by the devil. And of course, uh, Jesus, he calls them to him and he says, uh, very basic, understandable question. How can Satan cast out Satan? Satan? It's a bit ridiculous, really. Now, their claim is is terrible, really. Beelzebub is the name that they use. This is a name for 
the the kind of deity worshipped by the Philistines. It literally means Lord of the Flies, and it's a diabolical kind of creature. So they are saying they're making this terrible accus accusation that Jesus is demonic, that he's possessed. Now, in the gospel passage, then Jesus says this at the end. I tell you solemnly, all men's sins will be forgiven and all their blasphemies. But let anyone blaspheme against the Holy Spirit and he will never have forgiveness. He is guilty of an eternal sin. This was because they were saying an unclean spirit is in him. Oh boy, an eternal sin. If I do that, I am a goner. And maybe I'd, I could commit this sin without even realizing it was a blasphemy against the Holy Sinner, the Holy Spirit, sorry. And that's me gone. I don't have a hope. I cannot be forgiven. And that's led to a certain nervousness in, on some people's part that they've kind of been wondering, maybe I committed the sin against the Holy Spirit and, and, and that's it. There's no going back. I'm just going to go to hell and I can't be saved. Now, we see this actually at times. There, the tendency of some people to, to despair of God's capacity to forgive them. Soren Kierkegaard, who was a famous Danish philosopher in the 19th century, a very good man, um, not a Catholic. And he, he tells the story of his father. His father, who at the beginning of his life was very poor. He was a shepherd out on the fields. Uh, of um, Jutland in in Denmark and one day poor Mr. Kierkegaard Sr. was out uh, looking after the sheep and it was an awful day uh, it was raining he was famished, exhausted and really jaded and he was only a small boy but at a certain point he stood up on a hill and cursed God and he thought from that moment that he could never be forgiven for that. And he was never able to forget that sin. Right up even to an old, the old age of 82. So his whole life, 70 years plus, he, he could never forget that as a little boy, he'd stood up in, in that heath in Jutland, famished, exhausted, worn out, and he cursed God. It's kind of very sad, really. The Catechism of the Catholic Church explains to us that it says there are no limits to the mercy of God. Every sin can be forgiven, except this idea of the, 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 the kind, there is a kind of sin that cannot be forgiven. And it's a kind of despair, really. It's the kind of sin that says, I cannot be forgiven because God is unable to forgive me. It's kind of strange. This is what the Catechism says. There are no limits to the mercy of God. But anyone who deliberately refuses to accept his mercy by repenting rejects the forgiveness of his sins and the salvation offered by the Holy Spirit. Such hardness of heart can lead to final impenitence and eternal loss. So what is happening there is that a person through hardness of heart really rejects the forgiveness of their sins. The Holy Spirit is offering them salvation and they say no. It's a mystery, 
but and it is a it is a hardness of heart and they they refuse God's mercy. God's mercy is always there. So it's not a, it's not a question of God saying I'm not going to forgive you, but rather that person saying I don't want your forgiveness. God can forgive everything. We should never despair of that, no matter what we do. And not only that, but He really forgives us. John F. Kennedy, the famous president of the United States from the 60s, he is quoted as saying, forgive your enemies, but never forget their names. Now, we might think that God is a bit like that. Okay, he forgives me, but at the same time, he's saying, well, I've noted down your sin in my little book of your sins for future reference, just in case. Well, quite the contrary. God does not do that. God, when he forgives us and we uh, we repent and, and seek forgiveness, then the forgiveness is total. There's no little book keeping a, a record of those sins for future reference. There's a great story that bears this out, told about St. Claude de la Colombier and his um, this saint who came to him for spiritual direction. St. Margaret Mary Alacoc. This is the lady, the nun who had the apparitions of the Sacred Heart, very famous uh, apparitions to St. Margaret Mary. And what happened was that she began to have these apparitions of the Sacred Heart. And our Lord essentially said to her that she needed to get a, a spiritual director. And uh, he told her, in fact, that he wanted her to go to Father Claude, Claude and that he was to be her spiritual director. So she did so. And uh, she came trooping in and said such and such, that our Lord was appearing to her, that he had suggested that Father Claude would be her spiritual director. Well, Father Claude was, he was no dummy, and he was a little sceptical. And he gave her a test. And he said to her, OK, next time Jesus appears to you, you ask him what my last mortal sin was. If you can tell me my last mortal sin, then I will be your spiritual director. So she said, fine. And, and sure enough, our Lord appeared to her. She asked the question and so on. And then so she, the next time she came back to him, Father Claude said to her, well, did Jesus appear to you? She said he did. Did you ask him what my last mortal sin was? Yes, I did. What was his answer? When I asked what your last mortal sin was, Jesus looked at me and said, I don't remember. Father Claude said, I'll be your spiritual director. He had confessed his sins and they were gone. So that when Jesus looked at his soul, he was not there. And Jesus could say, I don't remember. The sin was really obliterated. So it was a perfect answer. That, that, that that's right. Our Lord doesn't remember. The sin is gone forever, obliterated and not kept in some little book. So it's real forgiveness. One last little point. I remember when I, as a kid, as a teenager, started going to confession regularly. I remember thinking, I wonder what this priest thinks of me when he hears all this stuff. He mustn't be too impressed with me. Well, now years later, and of course, I'm on the other side of the screen, and I hear confessions, and I and I sometimes think of what I've re- I read in Saint John Chrysostom. He's a great great writer for priests, and in there, one of the things he says is this: He says, "We priests know well how to pardon, because we ourselves are liable to sin. 
This is why God did not give us angels to be our doctors. So, sure enough, if an angel were hearing your confession, he might be tutting angelically from the other side of the screen. But not so with priests. Priests are human beings too. And they know, they know, they have all these experiences and temptation and everything. So it's, 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 it's very good of God, really, isn't it, to, to give us human beings to be our confessors. Anyway, let's thank our Lord for the very fact that he will forgive everything as long as we are open to his mercy. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. It's 16 past the hour. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Francis de Sales. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church now as we begin this day of prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving. And sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, Fount of all wisdom, Alleluia. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me. 
Although they had seen all of my works, come let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray. And they do not know my ways, so I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Glory to the Father. To the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours, around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people, who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you, and you shall honor me. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil, and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the Book of Deuteronomy Moses spoke to the people, saying, When a man, after marrying a woman and having relations with her, is later displeased with her because he finds in her something indecent, and therefore he writes out a bill of divorce and hands it to her, thus dismissing her from his house, if on leaving his house she goes and becomes the wife of another man, And the second husband, too, comes to dislike her and dismisses her from his house by handing her a written bill of divorce. Or if this second man who has married her dies, then her former husband, who dismissed her, may not again take her as his wife after she has become defiled. That would be an abomination before the Lord. And you shall not bring such guilt upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you as a heritage. When a man is newly wed, he need not go out on a military expedition, nor shall any public duty be imposed upon him. He shall be exempt for one year for the sake of his family, to bring joy to the wife he has married. No one shall take a handmill or even its upper stone as a pledge for debt, for he would be taking the debtor's sustenance as a pledge. If any man is caught kidnapping a fellow Israelite in order to enslave him and sell him, the kidnapper shall be put to death. Thus shall you purge the evil from your midst. 
In an attack of leprosy, you shall be careful to observe exactly and to carry out all the directions of the Levitical priests. Take care to act in accordance with the instructions I have given them. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam on the journey after you left Egypt. When you make a loan of any kind to your neighbor, you shall not enter his house to receive a pledge from him, but shall wait outside until the man to whom you are making the loan brings his pledge outside to you. If he is a poor man, you shall not sleep in the mantle he gives as a pledge, but shall return it to him at sunset, that he himself may sleep in it. Then he will bless you, and it will be a good deed of yours before the Lord your God. You shall not defraud a poor and needy hired servant, whether he be one of your own countrymen or one of the aliens who live in your communities. You shall pay him each day's wages before sundown on the day itself, since he is poor and looks forward to them. Otherwise he will cry to the Lord against you, and you will be held guilty. Fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor children for their fathers. Only for his own guilt shall a man be put to death. You shall not violate the rights of the alien or of the orphan, nor take the clothing of a widow as a pledge. For remember, you were once slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God ransomed you from there. That is why I command you to observe this rule. When you reap the harvest in your field and overlook a sheaf there, you shall not go back to get it. Let it be for the alien, the orphan, or the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all your undertakings. When you knock down the fruit of your olive trees, you shall not go over the branches a second time. Let what remains be for the alien, the orphan, and the widow. When you pick your grapes, you shall not go over the vineyard a second time. Let what remains be for the alien, the orphan, and the widow. For remember that you were once slaves in Egypt. That is why I command you to observe this rule. When men have a dispute and bring it to court, and a decision is handed down to them, acquitting the innocent party and condemning the guilty party, if the latter deserves stripes, the judge shall have him lie down and in his presence receive the number of stripes his guilt deserves. Forty stripes may be given him, but no more, lest, if he were beaten with more stripes than these, your kinsmen should be looked upon as disgrace because of the severity of the beating. You shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out grain. Master, you have told us the truth. There is one God, and we must love him with all our heart. To love our neighbor as ourselves is more than any holocaust or sacrifice. To return a kindness is like an offering of fine flour. The Lord God delights to see us turn away from evil. To love our neighbor as ourselves is more than any holocaust or sacrifice. From the Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales, Bishop When God the Creator made all things, He commanded the plants to bring forth fruit, each according to its own kind. He has likewise commanded Christians, who are the living plants of His Church, 
to bring forth the fruits of devotion, each one in accord with his character, his station, and his calling. I say that devotion must be practiced in different ways by the nobleman and by the working man, by the servant and by the prince, by the widow, by the unmarried girl, and by the married woman. But even this distinction is not sufficient, for the practice of devotion must be adapted to the strength, to the occupation, and to the duties of each one in particular. Tell me, please, my Philothea, whether it is proper for a bishop to want to lead a solitary life like a Carthusian, or for married people to be more concerned than a Capuchin about increasing their income, or for a working man to spend his whole day in church like a religious, or, on the other hand, for a religious to be constantly exposed like a bishop to all the events and circumstances that bear on the needs of our neighbor. Is not this sort of devotion ridiculous, unorganized, and intolerable? Yet this absurd error occurs very frequently, but in no way does true devotion, my Philothea, destroy anything at all. On the contrary, it perfects and fulfills all things. In fact, if it ever works against or is inimical to anyone's legitimate station and calling, then it is very definitely false devotion. The bee collects honey from the flowers in such a way as to do the least damage or destruction to them, and he leaves them whole, undamaged and fresh, just as he found them. True devotion does still better. Not only does it not injure any sort of calling or occupation, it even embellishes and enhances it. Moreover, just as every sort of gem cast in honey becomes brighter and more sparkling, each according to its color, so each person becomes more acceptable and fitting in his own vocation when he sets his vocation in the context of devotion. Through devotion, your family cares become more peaceful. Mutual love between husband and wife becomes more sincere. The service we owe to the prince becomes more faithful, and our work, no matter what it is, becomes more pleasant and agreeable. It is therefore an error, and even a heresy, to wish to exclude the exercise of devotion from military divisions, from the artisan shops, from the courts of princes, from family households. I acknowledge, my dear Philothea, that the type of devotion which is purely contemplative, monastic, and religious can certainly not be exercised in these sorts of stations and occupations. But besides this threefold type of devotion, there are many others fit for perfecting those who live in a secular state. Therefore, in whatever situations we happen to be, we can and we must aspire to the life of perfection. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other as God has forgiven you in Christ. Be, Be imitators, imitators of God, God the Father, who loves you as his, his own dear children. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. Be, Be imitators, imitators of God, God the Father, who loves you as his own dear, dear children. O God, who for the salvation of souls willed that Bishop St. Francis de Sales became all things to all, 
graciously grant that, following his example, we may always display the gentleness of your charity in the service of our neighbor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel next in conversation with God and morning prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, January 24th, 2022, the Memorial of St. Francis de Sales. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, it really is a ridiculous accusation which the scribes levy at Jesus from the third chapter of the Gospel of Mark. The scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. Jesus called them to him and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then, indeed, he may plunder his house. Truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. He has an unclean spirit. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are right there on the relevant radio app. We're celebrating St. Francis de Sales today. He was known for his cordiality in debating Calvinists. They were a bit taken aback at what a decent fellow he was. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 6, Special Feasts. There are a number of virtues which come together to make up the practice of cordiality. St. Francis de Sales gave many examples of these virtues in his life and writings. These virtues may not attract that much attention, but they are fundamental to the practice of charity and apostolate. These virtues include prudence, whereby we judge other people and their actions with respect and refinement forbearance towards the defects and mistakes of other people, good manners in our speech and behavior, gratitude and respect. The Christian should convert all the many manifestations of these human virtues into acts of supernatural virtue. What is done for love of man should also be done for love of God. The Christian should see his or her neighbors as children of God, children who deserve every consideration possible. St. Francis taught that humility is indispensable. If we are to get along with others, humility is not only charity, it is also sweetness. 
Charity is the humility which appears on the outside. Humility is the charity which is on the inside. Both of these virtues are closely intertwined. If we struggle to be humble, we will know how to venerate the image of God which is in each and every man. To respect is to appreciate, to realize the real worth of other people. The word respect comes from the Latin respectus, which means due consideration. If we are to live peacefully with other people, we have to respect them as people. We will also have to respect the goods which God has created for the service of mankind. To respect the order of creation is to give glory to God. Respect is also a prerequisite for personal and social progress. Without mutual respect, fraternal correction and guidance is next to impossible. It is interesting to note how the evangelists refer on several occasions to the loving glance of our Lord, which must have been incredible to behold. They tell us that Jesus looked with love upon that rich young man who said he wanted to be better. He looked with love upon the poor widow who gave all that she had to the temple offering. He looked with affection at Zacchaeus, who was sitting in a tree. Jesus looked at everyone with great respect, the healthy, the sick, the young, the old, beggars, sinners. This is the way of life which we must imitate. We should look upon people as the Lord would look upon them, with sympathy, warmth, and welcome. In those persons who we are not naturally attracted to, we have to see souls that have been saved by the blood of Christ, souls that belong to the mystical body of Christ, souls which might even be closer to his sacred heart than our own. It often happens that we spend many years alongside very beautiful souls without our ever noticing it. Let us take a look around us and think about those people we are in contact with every day in our homes, offices, communities. Let us reflect upon whether we look on our neighbors with Christ's loving vision. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God of hosts. My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. The sparrow herself finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. They are happy who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. As they go through the bitter valley, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rain covers it with blessings. 
They walk with ever-growing strength. They will see the God of gods in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes, O God, our shield. Look on the face of your anointed. One day within your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings of the wicked. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favor and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. Lord God of hosts, happy the man who trusts in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Bless your people, Lord. You have given us the law, that we may walk from strength to strength, and raise our minds to you from this valley of tears. May we receive the gifts you have gained for us. Blessed Blessed are are they they who dwell dwell in in your house, O Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, let Let us us climb climb the mountain mountain of the the Lord. Lord. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Sing Sing to to the the Lord Lord and bless bless his name. O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. The Lord is great and worthy of praise, to be feared above all gods. The gods of the heathens are not. It was the Lord who made the heavens. His are majesty and state and power and splendor in his holy place. Give the Lord, you families of people, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. 
Worship the Lord in his temple, O earth, tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. The world he made firm in its place, he will judge the peoples in fairness. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears Rejoice, all the trees of the wood shout for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he comes, he comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world, he will judge the peoples with his truth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. Amen. Lord, you have renewed the face of the earth. Your church throughout the world sings you a new song, announcing your wonders to all. Through a virgin, you have brought forth a new birth in our world. Through your miracles, a new power. Through your suffering, a new patience. In your resurrection, a new hope. And in your ascension, new majesty. Sing to the Lord Lord and and bless his name. A reading from the Book of Wisdom Simply I learn about wisdom, and ungrudgingly do I share. Her riches I do not hide away. For to men she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God, to whom the gifts they have from discipline commend them. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. With joyful praise, let the church tell forth the wisdom of the saints. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, 
to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all, all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life, and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. And now let us pray with confidence as Christ our Lord asked. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. O God, who for the salvation of souls willed that Bishop St. Francis de Sales became all things to all, graciously grant that, following his example, we may always display the gentleness of your charity in the service of our neighbor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. It's another new day, and morning air is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out and make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.